0: Hello everybody, my name is Jeremy Franchese. Welcome to First Floor Conversations, where the view at the top is only as good as the foundation which preserve it. Hey, so I wanted to to expand on a little bit of an analogy I dropped on LinkedIn the other day. thought it was uh, a simple way to explain um, a bigger point. Uh, it was the bakery analogy. I, I actually, I use this every once in a while, not so much recently, but the last couple years. Um, I used to use this with, with owners or, or you know a- executives that like, they like to have their hands on everything, um, even when there's maybe somebody better equipped to handle that task um, and actually free them up to do other things. And uh, so the bakery analogy is, is really, really simple. Like if you make the best cookies in, in town, uh, everybody loves them, right? It's it's just the talk of the town. And there's probably going to be a point because of loving friends, supportive friends, people that love your cookies, that somebody will come up and say, you should start a bakery. You should sell these. Everybody is going to buy them. They're so good. And that may be the case, right? Um, but the thing is most businesses, in fact, all businesses like There's a lot of things that come up that have nothing to do with the reason you got in business. Like, let's say you start that bakery. To execute on that dream of of selling those cookies, instead of being in the cookie business, you're now in uh, the hiring business, the interview business. The purchasing business, the inventory management business, the uh, compliance business, risk and safety for the kitchen, right? The distribution business, the marketing, the sales business, the accounting business, right? As you start to develop these responsibilities, you typically either do one of two things, right? You either have somebody do it in house, maybe you, maybe somebody else, maybe you outsource it, right? Like there's a reason that CPAs exist. <laughs> Because at most business owners, like, I'm not doing this, right? Like bookkeepers, I'm not doing this. So they outsource it. Um, The thing that's challenging, though, is in a world where there are becoming more and more specialists, it's increasingly difficult uh, to get a competitive and sustainable advantage without doing that, which is outsourcing. Because... Listen, like that baker, like your best skill set was developing a recipe, most likely, and baking amazing cookies. An owner, an executive, or small business, like if you, the ones that can swallow pride a little bit and recognize this is what I'm really, really good at. And then find somebody else, either internal or outsourced, to execute on the things they're not that good at. As long as it's at the right price point right like i'm not recommending everybody pay people millions to do the crap that they don't want to do my point is making a business decision to say your time is valuable and the room for error is less because of how competitive the landscape is so if you have the ability right if you have the ability to double down on your core competency your real strength and find other people that what you're not good at is their core strength, it's incredible what can happen. Um, and a lot of the conversations I'm having with people are uh, like when it comes to employees or finding people or hiring or, um, you know, like strategic direction of the company, it's especially in the small business field, they're wearing so many hats. Because of a couple reasons, one like another piece I put out in in another podcast that default or design like it just accumulated over time where they're doing a lot of things because they hadn't proactively designed it otherwise, and that's okay. Um, It takes time to figure out like you know what there may be a better way to do this. Not everybody figures it out immediately. Um, But on the other hand, some people don't want to let things go because they want to control the outcome. But a me an adequate expert like like let me rephrase this if you are semi-competent and a control freak the outcome will not be as great as an expert doing that task because that's what they're good at like i get you want to control the outcome i get you want to be in every single interview i get that you want to vet through every single prospect or candidate i get that you want to have your hands on every single marketing thing that gets out the door i get it But do you want control or are you valuable in that process? I meet with too many finance people that are doing HR processes. Like, they're numbers people. Like, they have no idea. Like, just like in the conversations I'm having, like, they're not the right person because of their DNA, like what their core strengths are. Like, they're not the right person to be judging. Is this person like a cultural fit for us? a behavioral assessment, like, no, let me let me front load this, uh, you know, thread the needle here. If you're a finance person and you're like, no, our finance person's incredible. I'm making a blanket statement. Don't get soft on me. Like, there are so many professionals that have the ability to wear thousands of hats and deliver on every one of them. I'm not saying that every person in finance isn't competent enough to do these things. My point is, like, I wouldn't hire Michael Jordan to teach me how to play hockey. You know, like, I wouldn't hire Wayne Gretzky to teach me how to shoot foul shots. I would not go, like, I would not go to a professional and ask their advice on that which they are not an expert in. So, in business, and as you look at that bakery analogy, what can you do to spend more time doing what you're great at doing in your business. Because it's not only just like a productivity and an engagement, like people want to do the things they love to do. Like that's, that's like obvious. No, no duh. Like, thanks Jeremy for wasting six minutes of my time to stay in the obvious. (laughs) Like my point is, my point is there are too many. Unemployment is so low that there are not enough candidates that are qualified to fill the jobs that are open right now like it's a bidding war you're gonna pay more for people you're gonna over you know provide benefits for people and the turnover is still gonna be rough most likely because they're gonna leverage it like any intelligent professional to say i can get a 20 percent markup on my price my price tag just because the landscape is competitive like i'm gonna use these next 24 months to take steps up in my career and i think that they should do that like if they're not they're absolutely crazy but as, a, as a, a manager, as a leader, as somebody that maybe has influence in the organization, if you're able to spend your time baking those cookies and doing what you are truly great at and finding people and empowering them to do what they're naturally great at, I think, like, like I'll, I'll give you an example. If, if a leader came up to me and said, you know what, Jeremy, I'm phenomenal at the marketing, right? I'm phenomenal at marketing and telling a, a, a story that captivates people's attention, right? It is it is thought-provoking, it's insightful and it makes them think. But I don't know how to get that person to take a meeting with me so that I can present my solution close them on a, on, a, on a business relationship and onboard them as somebody that is now a, a valued client of ours, right? We have an exchange where they take what we're best at and we partner with them to bring some value through this deal. But I don't know how to get them in the funnel. Like I don't know how to get them to help, you know, to the meeting, to the table, to negotiate, to, I don't know. I just know that like I can tell a good story and get them to like be interested, but I don't know how to set a hook and move them in. Can you help me with that? Like, one, I have now more respect for that person for the self-awareness, the recognition that they have a skill set that's valuable for all of us included, but that they need some help. I think that's incredible when leaders can say, I need some help here. Um, and like, not saying me on the closing of the business or whatever. My point is I, that you're going to earn respect from a leader's perspective You know what you're also gonna do like i'm gonna be like i'm involved i felt like i feel like a partner in this now you're saying you're you got this part jeremy you get this part i feel like i'm a micro partner in this exchange right now Where like you're not delegating a task to me you're asking me to become a part of it you see the difference like does that like that is a very big difference now like there are time and place to say hey go get this done (laughs) <laughs> we're motion sensor in here i guess welcome to the night in uh, real for those listening to the podcast the lights just went out where we're recording because it's motion center so we just dropped into oh we're back i was about to drop into my late night fm voice welcome to first floor conversations my name is jeremy franchese where we believe the view at the top is only as good as the view. like all right so so back to it right so thanks for for sticking with me so it's, it's just it's just simple like if you can if you can empower your people by allowing them to be what they're great at what they're great at and double down on their strengths and you can have the self-awareness as a leader to delegate what you are not great at, but in a way that allows them to feel valued beyond a delegated task, it's incredible what happens because I not only in that in that situation feel like, oh I have responsibility here like I don't want to let that person down. I also feel like I have skin in the game. You know, like, it's, it's like, it's like get like, I, I like sports analogies. I've played sports my entire life. It's, it's kind of like being the closer, like not so much as closing a deal, but like, it's like being called out of the bullpen. Like, Hey, we need you to come do what you did best. Can you come throw, right? Can you come help? Hey, I designed the, you know, I did part of the, the back end, but I can't figure out how to debug this. Can you come help me? Because you're better at this than I am. Like respect, cohesive work. I mean, like, it's just like your micro partnership. It's just, it's all upside. So to tie it all up, don't be the baker who tries to run the entire thing themselves because ultimately the product that you got in business to distribute, that you're great at, that you're passionate about, that's what will suffer. Not like, it's just not worth it. Be great at making cookies. Make the best recipes. Design the best bite possible. And be self-aware enough to find other great people that can handle inventory management maybe, that can handle the vetting process of uh, who handles your marketing, right? Just because they're 24 doesn't mean they know how to use Facebook. Just because they have an Instagram doesn't mean they know how to sell things on Instagram, right? have somebody that's really good at vetting through marketing talent, you know, and maybe you can do everything. You know what? Then start a side business teaching people how to do everything. (laughs) Okay. Hey, uh, thank you for joining. My name is Jeremy French Uh, I am very excited for, for this first floor conversations. I, I, I've had this concept for about a year now, but I haven't had um, the means to deploy content. And, and like, I just didn't know what I wanted to do with it. And I, I feel like I'm finally getting my footing. Um, I got a few interviews lined up that I think are gonna be a lot of fun. And like, hey, like, like it's like, what I wanna be able to do is to, to provide, Like for example, there's somebody that we're, we're teeing up an interview with um, that like incredibly talented person like incredibly brilliant, brilliant person. Um, But he's pretty young, you know, and he's achieved a ton in his young life. So what we found is, you know, like he's leading and managing a lot of people that are more superior than him from an age perspective, from a tenure perspective, right? So one thing we'll talk to him about is how do young, successful millennials manage a baby boomer? How do they get the most out of them? How do you manage up? Right? How do you get how do you gain followership with people that have been in the workforce maybe how long you've been like alive? Like how do you how does uh, uh how does maybe a baby boomer communicate to a millennial as a subordinate? Because maybe there's a communication breakdown. Um those are some of the things that through through these interviews we're gonna talk about because I think if we can allow communication, leadership, management, um those type of things perspective topics to be something that we can bring some relatable stories, unique perspectives, some insights. I think it'll be something that ultimately you'll find more valuable and you'll get more out of because like there's too much opportunity out there and there's a lot of soft skills that I think help turn the corner and I may not be the right person to tell that message but I feel very confident in in my ability to curate the conversations that can be actionable for you, that can be insightful, that can be something that you take away and say, you know what, I am a 25-year-old or I'm a 32-year-old and I'm crushing it in my job. I've been doing software development since I was eight. I've climbed every rank in the book. I've got side gigs on side gigs. I'm trying to make a dent in my career and I find that the people working for me are 35 years old. They're three to five years younger than I am. They have more experience than I do, but I'm ahead of them. And I can't find a way to connect the gap. I can't find the way to get the message across where they know I care about them. They know I want them to do well. They know that I value them because all they see is a young kid that's trying to take their job. And I want to I wanna take stuff like that that's tangible, that when you really sink your teeth into it, if we can turn the corner there, there's so much upside. So this is First Floor Conversations. My name is Jeremy Franchese, and it's really simple. The view at the top, the view from that comfortable place, the view from whatever it is you're chasing is only as good as the foundation which preserves it. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned for more.